training the complete athlete, gaining the performance edge with Coach Koss. To find out more, go to trainthecompleteathlete.com. Hey, I'm really excited to in, uh, be welcoming Alex Martin today. She is a senior at the University of Kentucky, and she has been victim of the COVID, uh, the COVID madness that has taken away the senior seasons of so many athletes across the country. And I just wanted her to share her experience of, of going through this last season, what she's been doing with her time, and what have been some of the benefits that she's been able to take out of this time. So Alex uh, has had an exceptional career uh, at her time at Kentucky. She's originally from McKinney. Henry, Illinois, but then uh, made the treks to the South. In 2017, she was the SEC, uh, made the SEC All-Freshman team. In 2018, she w was a Catsby finalist for her uh, performance in the regional tournament. In 2019, she was NFCA second team All-American. And going into this final season, her senior year of 2020, that was ended short, sadly, uh, she was on a 20-game hitting streak and hitting over 500. And like I said to you early, Alex, just looking at your stats and knowing the direction you were going, and knowing the history of Kentucky softball over the last four years, you were all set to uh, make a major run individually and also as a team. And so now you're here sitting at home, but uh, uh, I just want to hear the perspective. So I, I'm really excited to talk to you uh, about what your, your next steps are and what you've been doing with your time here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. First off, um, I'm really excited to chat with you. Uh, yeah, this, this season was very special. I mean, as a senior, you, you wait for all your lasts and you anticipate them. And as we were going through our, our lasts of preseason, we, we all, the four seniors, um, we talked about it every time that we had a last, like, oh, that was our last time running the running test. That was our last time doing max out. That was our last time doing preseason. That was our last opening day. All these things that are just so monumental as an athlete. Um, and it was cut short way too soon. But after, you know, our lives were turned upside down in a matter of 48 hours, I uh, just kind of went home. I escaped the home and found peace and being still at home because I, I was a mess here. You know, like I, I, I'm not going to lie, being, away, being here and having everything happen, um, it was so hard. But, you know, you take it day by day. And so far, I'm just really trying to enjoy every moment that I'm here with my seniors still we're all still here in Lexington and um before we all ship off to our next ventures it's it's just about the people here that I'm worried about right now so how how was it communicated you know there was so much kind of misinformation everything was happening and changing so quickly when the information was coming out how was the the final notice given to you about okay guys season is over you know I'm I I didn't think about that but I'm very thankful for the way that it happened with us. I uh, I know people at Wisconsin and they found out through Twitter that their seasons were canceled. And um, so it was after we played Marshall, which was now my last career game. Um, we had just won this crazy game and they pulled us in and our assistant athletic director was there and she told us, um, so just so you guys know, new things are happening. Um, only pass lists are allowed to come to the games, no fans. And everyone was a little bummed, but I, in my head, this was when a lot of things were starting to happen. I'm like, okay, my head was, I'm going to put everyone on my pass list that I can, because I hadn't done that yet. So I was going through senior day. I had, my pass list was stacked. I'm like, all right, got it all done. I'm good. We're good. Here we go. And next day, <laughs> find out we were coming to the field at like noon and we were going to practice before getting on a bus to charter to Mississippi State. So all of our bags were already in Mississippi State. We came to practice and we got a message in our group meet, everyone meet in the lounge. 
And at this point, we had already been talking as a team in there about the NBA being canceled. And I started getting this pit in my stomach and I just, I knew, and I started crying to them. I'm like, guys, I don't want this to happen. This is about to happen and I don't want it to. And they're like, no, like NBA, you know, it's a close contact sport. It's fine. It's fine. Then the NCAA tournament got canceled. And that's when we got the message and I just lost it. I saw, I saw it and I knew as soon as that happened. Um, and they came in and my coach looked me in the eyes and saw me crying and she was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be bad. So they told us, um, they wrote on the board, the whiteboard, May 3rd or March 30th. So at this point it was early in March and now what, end of May. Um, and so early, they said March 30th, this is our start date. We're, we're suspended until this. And as soon as that went up, that also, I was like, no way. And everyone's still like very hopeful. Um, I like to think that I'm a realist and I just, I couldn't see them making us stop all athletic things for a month and then just throw us into a game, you know? So you had to be realistic. And um, after that happened, it was a day we sat there, had to wait for the bus to drive back from Mississippi with our bags, unpack. And then our coaches took us out for dinner and ice cream, which was great. So we were all just, you know, (laughs) sad, but also enjoying each other's company. So at least you kind of had that, I don't want to say like big ending, but at least you were able to come together instead of be sitting in an apartment or at home with Twitter. Yes. And well, the next thing, it was the next day. And so that night they took us out to dinner and ice cream and we like had time together. And then um, the seniors and I, we kind of had a night together and we spent basically the whole night together and just talked. And um, at that point, season still wasn't canceled, but we just knew that it was over and it was really hard for us. So the next day I woke up, um, and that's when everything started getting canceled. You know, we started seeing everything on Twitter. And at that point we, that was when the postseason got canceled for softball. Mm-hmm. And we saw that and we were very distraught, um, uh, because we thought we had such a good chance. You know, our team was on fire this year and, at that point, we got a text also from our coach. Our coach had the seniors in a group chat before it was released, and she texted us, and she said, I'm so sorry that you, I have to tell you this way, but your season is over. And that was so hard to read that, but immediately, you know, we, the seniors and I, me and my one roommate is a senior, um, we got in the car, went to the field, and we texted everyone and said, we're going to the field if anybody wants to come. And a lot of people, the freshmen showed up, a lot of people came and hugged us and we all cried together. And it was, it was so emotional. Like I get emotional thinking about that because we all just came together. I texted the coaches. I said, please come to the field. They came to the field and they sat with us and hugged us and cried with us. And then it was, uh, we sat the seniors together one last time on the dugout. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We sat on the dugout together and just sat there as, as we cried and, uh, it was so hard, but you know, it, it it was better than most people because we had that time together where some people didn't and they found out through Twitter and then they had to sit there and figure out what to do next. And it, our coaches were very on top of it too, because a lot of teams, SEC still hadn't canceled it, but our coaches are realists too. And they, they told us way ahead. I know people at other schools like Tennessee and um, other SEC schools that still were told that it could come back and they were really hanging on that. And I felt like they were being pulled along and I felt bad for them because, you know, I had made the cut in my mind that it was over well before they did. So when it really got canceled (laughs) and before NCAA um, gave the extra year of eligibility, I I was ready. You know, I'm very thankful for the way that our coaches handled it. 
so one of the big things we talk about is, you know, when you when you face this loss and, and it's so often funny that people say, well, it's just a sport. Right. But when you're a, a high level athlete and this has been what you have been doing your whole life, it is more than just a sport. It, it is so much of your family, your culture, your your every minute of your time pretty much is based around your sport. And so we do talk about the, the concept of grieving and losing such a monumental thing in your life. How has grief come into this process, you know, after this, this day of being told, okay, we're done. And now you have to start looking at, okay, I have just lost something I've worked most of my life for. Mm-hmm. I, I was very angry. I'm not going to lie. When I sat there in the lounge, having a complete come apart, I was, we went through all the stages of grieving in 48 hours. Like we went from denial to sadness. And then I, we were angry. One of my seniors went into the locker room and just started throwing things. Like we were just emotional wrecks. You spend 18 years of your life planning and working for your senior night on your last college day. <laughs> and we, we didn't get it. And it, it just doesn't seem fair to us. But then you put it in perspective and you sit back and you realize like, okay, there are some things happening today that we have zero control over and that people are dying. People are losing how like the unemployment rate right now. People are losing their jobs. People are worried about the next meal that's going to be put on their table. People are afraid to go outside. And all we had to do was say goodbye to the sport that we loved, but we didn't have to say goodbye to the people that we love, you know, and that's so important to remember that. And then I think about my parents and my parents were there the whole way for 18 years. So imagine like these adults that have brought you into this world, brought you up, and were there for every game of my young life. And they, my, I came home, I drove home, and I fell into my parents' arms crying. And we all just cried together and talked because I didn't realize that they were just as impacted as I was. You know, they had to say goodbye. They were in stands for every game. And they, like, they were my biggest fans, and then they had to go through it as well. So it, it, it's just putting in perspective that you know, it's okay to grieve and you should grieve and you should like let all your emotions out or else it's going to bottle up and it's going to come out at once when you're not wanting it to. So when you feel it, let it out. Um, but it just puts it into perspective. Of, like there's, there's something bigger happening that, you know, it's extremely sad that this had to happen to us student athletes individually, but there are things happening to other people that are way more life-changing than, just saying goodbye to a small part of our lives. We could be saying goodbye to our whole lives, you know? Well, I think a really important point that you said about, you know, the anger with grief is make sure that you do let it out. Right. And, and, and as athletes, um, one of the things we're told to do is buck up all the time, right? We don't talk about our feelings. We don't say, Hey man, I'm really struggling with this. Um, and so one of the most important things is, you know, like you said, I, fell into my parents' arms and cried and, and, and let out a lot of those emotions because that's going to be really crucial through this time of talking about this grieving process and, you know, just saying, Hey, this is really rough. But I also think it's great that you're looking at it as, Hey, we got to look at what this, keep it in perspective and look what we can gain from, from this experience. And that's kind of what the lead in is. So what has been the hardest thing to lose um, from sport and what have been some, maybe some of the blessings that you've gotten from this time? Cause I, I think there's some really polarizing things like, Oh my gosh, this is heartbreaking, but man, this great opportunity has shown up. Yeah. Um, I think the greatest thing that I lost would be um, a sense of routine. Like I, 
for four years, I've been told when to wake up, when to eat, what to do, when to go to school, when to come to practice, what to do at practice, what to do after practice, when to go to bed. And then I do the same thing every day for four years. <laughs> so my life is a routine. And all of a sudden that routine got smacked in the face. And I like, I wake up at 11 o'clock every day and I've been waking up at 5 a.m. for the last four years. So that's, that is the greatest thing I've lost. I miss it. I miss having a routine and things to do. So I make my schedule for a day-to-day basis around simple things like going to the grocery store, helping you right now. I plan my whole day around this because it's the only thing I have to do today. <laughs> so it's just those kind of things that, you know, <laughs> a sense of routine, you, we all have been wishing to take a break for the last 22 years. I just want a break. I want a week off. And now I have three months off and I'm dreading it. So it just puts that into perspective as well. But um, the greatest thing I think I gained from this experience is I really, I think it's time. I think it's a perspective on life because we're in college. We're fake adults. We like to think that we're adults because we're living on our own, but we're fake. Like this is not real life college. Adults know that, but we don't. And so taking a look back of now I have to plan for what is my next step and um going back home kind of made me realize that I'd wake up and I would make I'd go for a run which crazy I would never go for a run I'd make breakfast and I'd sit down read my bible I would do some writing I would try and do anything to stay busy and it's just that sense of like peace that I gained there knowing that I'm safe I'm healthy Um, and I came back here to Lexington to be with my friends for the last summer together and same thing, like getting up, perhaps trying to make a routine. Um, it just because we lost the sport doesn't mean that you're going to lose the people that you played that sport with. And that's, that's the best thing that I think I learned too. So you said that you've wanted to stay in routine, which is true. Mm -hmm. You, you, you get, it's almost like you become a soldier in so many ways, a way more fun version of being a soldier, but you know exactly what you're going to be doing every day. And when you get more than one day off, you you start feeling lost on day two, right? You sleep through day one and you don't know what to do on day two. But with you, it sounds like you've been really kind of focused on what is going to be the next step for you, what grad school is going to look like, what are the opportunities that you can use this time for to launch into the next phase of your life? Because even without COVID, you are going to be moving on into into a new world come the fall. So what have you been able to do to kind of really focus on launching into the next phase of, as I say, real adulthood, when you (laughs) don't have somebody telling you what to do all the time and, you know, you really are out on your own? What, what, how, how have you taken advantage of this time to make that a, a smoother transition? So I always, throughout college, I think I've tried to, I don't want to use like it as an example, but like building a resume and I want to build the best resume that I can, because I think the more experiences you have in life really tells your ambition. So my thing this summer, as soon as I got home, <laughs> I laugh at myself because as soon as I got home, I reached out to Softball America. I'm like, all right, guys, can I be your intern? (laughs) And so I asked to be their intern. They're letting me come and help them out this summer. So I'm going to be writing for them. And then also I needed to find like a job to make some money um, to be able to afford living basically because I can't rely on softball anymore. So I've come on staff with FCA a little bit and helping them out. Um, I did, I kind of interned for them in the past during the season. So I just talked to him and uh, got that opportunity. And then I'm also taking my summer classes for grad school. 
because my grad school actually starts June 8th. That's why this whole thing was kind of um, made the decision easier. So I had to do that. I'll be taking classes and just preparing for what's next for a career, I guess, trying to build as much experience as possible. So that being said, what what's the what would you tell people that are going to face a loss of a season? Because losses comes in so many different ways, right? You know, you lost because of a world pandemic. I mean, who, nobody plans for that. That sounds like, you know, a movie. Um, for me, I lost two seasons due to injury. And, and you see things like that happen. You see kids lose seasons due to family illness and they have to take a leave of absence. You know, a lot of things happen. Um you know, to lose seasons. So what are the things that you would recommend to young athletes or even collegiate athletes or even pro athletes that would make this a little bit easier of a time? And so they can make the best out of this opportunity and also keep a really good perspective. I think that the one thing that helped me the most, um, if I'm going to be honest, is that sophomore year of college, uh, I stopped finding my identity in softball. And I, I found it in something much bigger than myself. And it, that has made this so much easier, the loss. It, loss is never easy. You're going to, it hurts a lot when a, a huge part of you is taken away, um, whether it be in your control or whether it not be in your control. So it, it, it helps that I didn't find my identity in softball. Um, and I had a good grasp of my self-worth and what I had to offer this world. So that was really important. But, um, you know, it, it's hard because loss hurts so much. You work so hard for something and it's taken away or you have to give it up. And you might not see the benefits of giving that up. But in the end, I, I, I really think that there is a bigger picture of why that was given up. You know, when one door closes, another one is going to open. It might take a little bit for you to see that door, but it will open. And as soon as you see that, it's like a whole new perspective on what happened in the past. Does that, if that makes sense? Absolutely. And I, and I know like just separating from my sport, I mean, we all have to retire at some point in time, whether you play in the NBA until you're 40 or, you know, you leave the NFL when you're 26 or you stop when you're 13, we all retire. And it's one of the things that people do not talk about very much in sport because it's almost like we don't want to think about it or we don't deal with it until it's in front of our face. And, and so many people do struggle to transition. And the transition that I've seen the most successful with athletes is people that have big lives. And I, and I met with athletes and said, you have big, a big life, you will be okay. And you have built a big life. Like you say, you've built a resume and that's not about just getting employed. It's about living a bigger life than your sport. And so when people say, Oh yeah, Alex, I met her. They'll say she's a great softball player but they'll talk about all the things you're involved with. And that's one of the things that I really encourage athletes, coaches, and parents is to have their student athlete be a well-rounded individual because it makes them more prepared for whenever retirement does come, whether, as I say, whether it be a global pandemic, whether it be injury, whether it be just the passing of time. And I think that is crucially uh, important and not very thought of because we spend so much of our time doing sport, we fail to look at things outside of the, the sport box to help build who we are. And that's why this time is actually kind of a good process for people to maybe start exploring that. Yeah, I think also as a female athlete, it's, it's a different perspective as well, because like I play softball. Um, the only professional softball is the MPF. And that's that's not a career sometimes like you have to have it's a summer job that you work for really hard and you get to continue playing the sport you love but at some point you are going to have to say goodbye so for me I I never saw that as the next step um 
I mean, after the season I was having, I kind of started seeing it, but <laughs> like I, I never really thought it was a possibility or that I wanted it to be a possibility. Um, so I've really focused on the career side. What do I want to be when I'm older? <laughs> and the four years of a lot of thought of what do I want to be when I'm older? So that also helped as a female athlete, you know, it's, there's not that, not always that um, opportunity for a professional or for a career in it. When you play baseball, you can, might be able to have a career in it, you know, but at some point you do have to say goodbye. And it, this kind of uh, having something set up after made it a lot easier to say goodbye. Well, that being said, some people have not had to say goodbye. Um, some people have made choices, and I know this has been a very hard choice for many student-athletes and, and coaches of uh, how is everybody going to piece together since the NCAA granted this extra season? Uh, a lot of kids were planning on moving on. Um, a lot of coaches, honestly, you know, you get a recruiting a recruiting schedule, I would always say, and so you have kind of this plan of who's going to fit where at what time, and this has really changed recruiting schedules for, for coaches, and it's really changed up what the next step is for a lot of student-athletes. So a lot of kids have had a hard time of saying, okay, do I move on, or do I hold on to that season? So what was it like for, and, and, and you, it sounds like you were very like you know specific nope I'm gonna go to grad school but I'm guessing some of your teammates were sitting here going no man I I, I, I have another year of school or I need to finish up my fifth year or I could do grad school what was the conversation like with seniors talking about how to make that decision to take that last year from the NCAA or, or just say it's time to move on yeah so there are four seniors on our team last year um it was me and my roommate Bailey and then our teammates Autumn and Larissa so uh Bailey and I had made significant plans before season even started. Bailey got a job offer and accepted a job from Dean Doran, which is an accounting firm downtown Lexington. So she had a job, a career already lined up. Um, I had already been accepted into grad school and I was like financially trying to figure that out and really looking forward to it. Um, Autumn, however, she had to take an extra semester anyways. Next year, she'll take an extra semester to graduate. She transferred in and some of those credits didn't transfer and then uh, wants to go to PA school. And Larissa wants to get her master's or she has opportunities elsewhere um, back in New Jersey. So for us, you know, Bailey and I kind of made that decision. Um, we did think about it. Obviously you have to think about it when that happens, but it was, it was hard because when everything, when they started offering the extra year and we would get messages, people would respond to our tw tweets and our Instagram posts and things like, well, good thing you can come back next year. Right. And really, and I would get very frustrated because that's emotional toying with us, you know, yes. like somebody, our fans that don't even know us, all they see us is as entertainment. And we know that like that's where their form of entertainment, but all, they're thinking that you know it's a quick fix thanks NCAA everything's gonna go back to normal yeah but they don't even know us as humans and what we're doing in our lives so we uh we had to make that decision on our own without their input but luckily Autumn had released recently that she is coming back because it, it really does academically life-wise it is going to help her so much she's going to finish her net last semester and then she's going to also take in the spring classes retake classes that will give her a better chance to get into PA school because if you like people know PA school is hard to get into very um, and yeah and I think and I think with the NCA and, and talking to um, 
other division one co- uh, coaches shortly after all this happened, I kind of started doing check-ins with friends and, and I, it was just kind of chaotic and they didn't even know what to do with that. Cause it was a blessing and a curse all at the same time. And I, I totally understand when the NCAA is coming uh, uh, across cause they're like, Oh my gosh, we, all these kids just lost their seasons. How can we improve this? Right. Once again, nobody's prepared for this. This is, there's, you know, you, this is not in everybody's handbook of what to do now it will be, but it, it wasn't before this. And so that's the hard thing is, is it, it, it was something that was supposed to be helpful, but seeing how the long-term effects of this extra season was going to impact teams, you know, as I say, it's kind of that emotional toying. It's, it's taking programs and going, okay, well, our game plans have just totally changed. Right. And so that has been, I think, really difficult, but, you know, and so it will be interesting to see how this all plays out in the future. Um, you know, what protocols being put into place. Cause I know with coaches, they're saying that it's going to change recruiting for the next three to four years. Yeah. I'm actually doing a webinar um, in June about that with softball America, about the recruiting process. I've been texting my coach and asking her opinions on it. And mm-hmm. we've been talking about that because it's true. I mean, recruiting is, it was already changing because of the age difference and what like those rules, but now mm-hmm. you, this is, this is completely shifting a lot more than what people think it is, whether yeah. it be scholarships, whether it be, roster spots whether it be just overall they can't recruit right now you know what I mean so exactly that's the thing about people are worrying about so much more than what meets the eye and I'm so blessed that I don't have to worry about that you know what I mean that's it's it takes a weight off my shoulders well, and, and that's true. You know, uh, anytime I, I reach out to people and say, hey, what do you need for this upcoming year? They're like, to be honest, we have no idea and we're not going to know for a while. And usually coaches could tell you, I need this, this and this in every single area for like three seasons. And that is just not the state of the universe right now. And I guess my biggest hope is that sports can get back on on track. I know as, as we kind of joke through all this is, you know, when you keep in perspective where sports is, but the, I think the big thing about sports right now is it's going to be a source of hope, support, and financial stability. And I think for me, that's why, as I say, I've never prayed for football season in my life until this year, um, because I know that a country can rally behind sports. And as I say, that's what had been one of the constants probably in our, in our society is sports. Right. And so for us to somehow be able to pull together and be able to get back to competing and stabilize some of these things, I think that's going to be a huge um, godsend for our country and for so many people that can finally see something to look forward to. And I think that's, what's really hard right now is you look forward to, like you say, you look forward to your senior year, your whole life. When you're a little kid, you imagine playing, you know, playing in those big stadiums and doing all those things and to have that to look forward to and it's kind of been taken away and so I think that will offer so much hope if sports can and reopen and people can kind of return to competing and also just enjoying and celebrating sport so Alex it's so awesome to talk to you I wish you so much good luck in your upcoming adventures I know that we'll stay in touch through the years and thank you for being such a beacon of light and insight into what it is to be a student athlete right now through the COVID epidemic and show that there is something bigger than sport and that there is hope of what this time can be instead of just going only through the grieving process it also can be a time of transition and transformation in the student athlete's life so i really appreciate your time today no problem thank you so much for letting me come on here and talk